this evening, I want you to turn your Bible to 2 Samuel chapter 9, looking at verse 1. Hallelujah. We're going to minister tonight on its restoration time. It's restoration time. Hallelujah. In 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 1, it, it reads, And David said, Is there yet any that is left in the house of Saul, that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul? that I may show the kindness of God unto him. And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan has yet a son, and notice it says, which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he's in the house of Mature, the son of Emiel, in Lodabar. Somebody say Lodabar. Now, Bible scholars say Lodabar was considered the scum of all slums of that day. Let me say it again. It was considered the scum of all slums of that day. Now, it says Jonathan's son was lame on his feet. We know in today's time, people that are lame in the feet can still make a living. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. They can still make a living Medical science has invented all kind of contractions so that people without legs can even walk. Come on, you can even drive a car if you're what the world calls handicapped. Are you with me out here? But in this day and time, if you were lame in your feet, you were done. There was no way you could earn or make a living. Are you following me? Now, Jonathan's son, he's a kid... But he's a kid from royalty. Somebody say royalty. royalty. Matter of fact, he is Saul's grandson. Saul was the king. Amen. So in verse 5, in David, it says, Then King David did what? Sent and fetched him out of the house of Mature, the son of Amiel, from where? Lodabar. Now, in verse 6 says, Now, when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come unto David, what did he do? He fell on his face and did what? Reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not. I will surely show thee kindness for who? For Jonathan, thy father's sake. Amen. See, this is us in Christ, folks. See, you don't have this kind of favor because of the great person you are. Come on, you have favor because you're in Christ. And see, you have favor with the Father because why? Because of the blood covenant. Somebody say blood covenant. So he goes on to say, and David said, fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for for Jonathan thy father's sake. And then it says, and restore. Somebody say restore. Restore. Come on, say it again. And re what? And re what? And 
restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. Somebody say, I'll take that. Amen. Now, I want you to look at this. Tell you to look at this. Glory to God. In verse 8, amen, we're not going to be long tonight in the name of Jesus. Verse 8, and it says, and he bowed himself and said, what is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am? Notice what he does. Notice what he does when David tells him he's going to restore everything back to him that his grandfather owned. He starts calling himself names. He calls himself a dead dog. A dead dog. Say amen, somebody. And listen here. Listen closely. Take your neighbor, listen closely. We must stop calling ourselves names. See, what was wrong with Mephibosheth? He was so taunt by his environment. Come on, he was lame in his feet. He lived in Lodabar, which is considered the slums. And this is the way he seen himself. Come on, wait a minute here. And what's sad about this is he said this after the king called him. Come on, he said this after the king said, fear not. Come on, he said this after the king said, you're going to eat at my table. Come on, he said this after the king said, I'm going to restore to you what, what, what was your grandfather's. And that's pretty good because grandpa was the king. This is after he said, I'm restoring all that to you because of your dad's sake and my covenant with him. Come on, say amen, somebody. After all that. Mephibosheth says, why would you do this for me? Why would you do this for a dead dog like me? See, people grow up calling themselves no good. Even after they get saved. Come on. God would never use me. How would I ever do that? Where would I get the money to do that? Oh, come on. And all that is, is demons teaching you to call yourself names and to limit yourself. Let me say it again. All that is, is demons teaching you to call yourself names and limit yourselves. Amen. And there's another name calling that you get, got to get over. And that's what your lying, exaggerating, anti-Christ critics are saying about you. See, some of you can't go forward because you can't leave that junk alone what somebody said about you. 
Come on. You Facebook it. Or you de-Facebook it. Come on. Say amen, somebody. Those people call you names and they criticize you. And they criticize your family. And you give them place by reading that mess. And most people are not on Facebook preaching the gospel. No. Most people are going after the critic. Arguing, arguing on little issues. Oh, come on, I'm preaching good anyway. And most people, even adults, are not mature enough to be on Facebook. Why? Because social media is a powerful weapon, folks. It has caused children and teenagers to even commit suicide. It has ruined people's careers. Are right, you listening to me out here? See, you got to stop letting people call you names. Tell your neighbor, you got to stop letting people call you names. Now, you can't shut their mouth, but you ruin your life chasing what they're saying about you. Now, we know the Bible says in Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, where it says, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. How often? Day and night. So Satan is ultimately behind all the accusations. When the brethren are being accused, Satan is the source, folks. Tell your neighbor, Satan is the source. And the best thing you can do And stop receiving the names you've been calling yourself. And never receive the names they've been calling you. Come on, anybody with me here? In fact, don't even listen to them. And understand this. If you're a leader in any capacity, are you listening to me? If you're a leader in any capacity, it's none of your business what they think about you. Let me say it again. It's none of your business what they think about you. But it is your business what you think about them. Why? Because you, you won't have to give an account for their thoughts. But you will have to give an account for your thoughts. It's none of your business what they say about you. None. Tell your neighbor, none. Why? Because they're going to give an account for their words. I'm not going to give account for their words. I'm going to have to give an account for what I say about them. Listen to me now. Especially when I find out what they said about me. 
Amen. Now, Ecclesiastes 10 11 says, because we're not taken lightly what the Bible says. And Ecclesiastes 10 verse 11 says, Surely the serpent will what? Will what? Bite without enchantment. And a babbler is no better. And when talking about people's mouths, Paul says in Romans 3 13, their throat is an open sepulchre. With their tongues, they have used deceit and the poison of apps as under their lips, whose mouth was full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Then the Holy Spirit said through the Apostle James in James 3 7, he says, For every kind of beast, of the birds and of the serpents and of things in the sea, is tamed and has been tamed of mankind. But the tongue, but the what? Tongue can no man tame. It is a what? It is a what? Unruly, evil, full of deadly poison. It says the tongue is full of deadly poison. And if you let them bite you, that venom in that human bite is so deadly that it will stagnate a ministry. It'll postpone your dreams. It'll postpone your vision. It'll stop you right in your tracks. You will never go forward. Are you listening to me right now? Matter of fact, bow your heads right now. Hallelujah. 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 If you literally have been bit by the words of humans and you've allowed this venom to get into your soul, and it has hurt you. It has depressed you at times when you thought about what they said. It's dashed your hopes. The Bible says in Proverbs 13, 12, hopes deferred maketh the heart sick. In other words, you got this weird heart sickness. It could be the form of betrayal. Or desertion. They left you hanging. If that's you. Right now I'm going to ask God. To take that venom. Venom. Out of you. See no one can take it out of you. But him folks. And if that's you. I want you to just stand to your feet right now. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray right now that you remove this venom from the soul of your children supernaturally. There's no real counseling for this. There's no natural prescription for this. 
You, Holy Spirit, you, my Lord Jesus, are the master at drawing this poison back out of our soul, out of our thinking process, out of our meditation, out of our feelings. Remove that venom in the name of Jesus. And let us go free from it so it hinders us no more in Jesus' name. Now lift your hand towards heaven and receive that right now. Come on, receive it right now. Come on, say, Lord, I receive that. Come on, say, say, say Lord, I receive that. Come on, say, I am venom free. Glory to God. And if it tries to come back, Say, hey, I got rid of that venom Wednesday night, and it's not coming back. Come on, you have to say, I'm not allowing that venom to run through my soul anymore. You may be seated. Hallelujah. John Osteen used to say, never repeat what people say about you. Let me say it again. Never repeat what people say about you. Are you listening to me? Now, we're talking about restoration. Go back to 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 7. They say, you are? Yeah, we're talking about restoration. <laughs> 2 Samuel 9, 7. Said, Once again, and David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake. And we're what? And we're what? And we're what? And we're what? Restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. God is saying he's going to restore. God is saying he's going to restore. We know God is a God of restoration. But I'm telling you, the word of the Lord also came at the ministerial conference that 2017 will go down in human history as one of the greatest years of restoration. Or oh, somebody better get up and shout and jump up and down or do something like you believe you receive it. Come on, that should have shot right through somebody in this room. Come on, you felt that from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Oh, It's going to go down to human history as one of the greatest years of restoration. God's going to restore some things to our government. God's going to restore some things to our country. He said God's going to restore moral base to even to America. And God's going to start bringing things back to you and me, his people, and restore things back to us. Come on, say, Lord, count me in, count me in. 
And one of the things God said, he said, my people never ask me anymore to restore things that were broken, to restore things that were stolen, to restore things that were left behind. Now, we know sometimes it was self-afflicted, and it's something you broke. But the Lord said, my people never ask me to restore things. Are you following me out here? They never ask me to what? To restore things. Now, I want you to brace yourself. Because this was a serious word that came forth from Kenneth Copeland. He The Lord said, to protect yourself, beware of what you put your eyes on and recognize that the venom described by the word that we just talked about is addiction. And he said, you are addicted to Facebook. And you will notice that you'll say, well, I'm not going to look at that anymore. But then it begins to call you. And the reason it does because it is pornographic. And it has an effect on you. He says it's extremely dangerous where, where you put your eyes and where you lend your ears. For your eyes are a gateway. That, that, that way. Your eyes are a great gateway. They are a direct gateway not only to your soul but to your spirit. And it will poison your brain. And you'll find yourself not walking in love and not caring about the things that you're supposed to be caring about. So the word of the Lord says, so put this demonic thing in its place where it belongs. He said it's pornographic. He said you be very, very cautious about what goes in your eyes, thus saith the Lord. Because people have been addicted to Facebook, Twitter, all those social medias, especially our young people. And most young people are not mature enough to handle what they're reading and what they're seeing. And that's one of the reasons I wouldn't even allow promise to get a Facebook until she got to college. Do you hear me? Because of the stuff that they write in Facebook, 
and the information, come on, that they are, are privileged to, that they shouldn't be listening, talking about, or they shouldn't be watching, they shouldn't be hearing. Why? It's affecting their brain. It's affecting how they think. Then you wonder why you have challenges with them, because why? They're hearing what you're saying, but they're also hearing what Facebook is saying. So now you're arguing with them what's right or wrong over what somebody said they ain't even seen. <laughs> Are you listening to me out here? All right, let's go back. Come on, restoration. <laughs> Somebody say restoration. restoration. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say a lot of that's faking your brain. See, God wants to restore. Say, neighbor, God wants to restore. God wants to be busy bringing things back to you and me. He wants to bring things back to you that have been broken, that have been lost. That have been stolen, left behind, and abandoned in a process of life. And see, God has a whole list of things. And God says, my people never ask me to restore any of those things. They just chalk it up as a loss and they keep on marching. Look at Psalms 35, 27. What's God say here? Let them shout for joy and be glad that what? Favor my righteous cause. He said, yeah, let them what? Continually. Say continue. Let what? Let the Lord be magnified, which has what? Which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God wants, listen, God wants to grab Satan and march your stuff back to you. Why? Because that's what he gets pleasure in. Well, God is saying, why are you robbing me of my pleasure? Why are you robbing me of my pleasure? Why? He said, no one is asking me anymore. Look at Psalms 23.1. See, when God, begins this, when, when God begins this restoration process, he's going to start from the inside out. Look at Psalms 23.1. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He making me to lie down in green pastures. He leaded me beside still water. But notice he says, he restored my soul. He what? He restored my soul. He leaded me in the path of righteous for my name's sake. But he says he restored my soul. Why would God need to restore your soul? Why? Why would God need to restore your soul? Because why? If he doesn't restore your soul, 
it's hard for you to grasp everything else he's going to restore to you. And when it says restore, now you watch some of those shows. Some of y'all love those shows where they totally restore a car. Or they totally, my wife watches all those shows. Or they store motorcycles or a house. Come on, say amen, somebody. Now, they don't just paint over the rust and call it restored. <laughs> Come on. Or cover, you know, paint over the dirt and things like that. Come on, say amen, somebody. No. They begin what? Replacing some things. That car, the house, or that motorcycle ends up being like it was when the manufacturer made it or it was built. Come on, are you with me out here? It's right back to its original, beautiful, drivable, or livable condition. Well, that's how God wants to restore our soul from life damage. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about by life damage? He wants to restore our soul from people damage. From that venom that gets in there and messes everything up, those hurts and those disappointments. He wants to restore your soul from those hurts and disappointments. And if you did let it get to you, there's still hope because why God is still the God of restoration. The healing power of God can restore your soul. As a matter of fact, go to Psalms 51.12. We're almost done. Psalms 51.12. What's it say here? Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. He said he will restore the joy of his, the joy of his salvation. But think about it. Imagine that. You can be working in the ministry, serving in the church, and literally lose the joy of how great it is to be saved. Lose the joy of how great it is to live as a Christian. Oh, come on, Bashadam. But God is a restorer of good things. And God said, I'm going to restore the joy of your salvation. Come on, say amen, somebody. Come on, say God's a restorer of good things. 2017, God's going to restore your soul. God's going to restore the joy of your salvation. God's going to restore things back to our government. He's going to restore things back to our laws. He's going to restore things back to the moral base of America. He's going to restore the prodigals to our churches. He's going to restore help to those that are sick. And money is coming that has been held back. Come on. Disobedient partners are going to come obedient to the faith. It's going to be a year of restoration. 
It's going to be a year of restoration. If you believe that, claim it right now. Come on, claim it and begin to give God praise. Come on, claim it and begin to give God praise. Come on, somebody need to give God praise in here. Somebody need to give God glory in here. Come on, why? God's going to restore some things back to you that you've lost, the devil stolen. But he said, my people are not asking me to restore things anymore. Don't count that thing as a loss. Tell the devil, I want it back. I want my car back. I want my house back. I want my children back. Come on, I want my life back. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, it's restoration time. Father, we just give you praise. Father, we give you glory. Father, we give you honor. Come on, he restored my soul. Hallelujah. He restored the joy of my salvation. Come on, I'm excited to be saved again. I'm excited about what Jesus has done in my life. Come on, say amen, somebody. I'm excited about what he's going to do in my life now that I am saved. Come on, say amen, somebody. I'm excited about what he's going to do in my family's life because me and my whole household is going to be saved. Come on, he restored to me the joy of my salvation, the joy of my deliverance, the joy. I'm happy that I am healed from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I'm happy that I am set free from all the crook of this world because I'm saved. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Come on, it's going to be a year of restoration. It's going to be a year of restoration. Glory to God. No longer allowing that venom to poison your soul what people say about you and you're no longer going to talk about yourself what you can't do or what you are or what you aren't hallelujah it's going to stop right now it's going to stop right now you're no longer going to put yourself down you're no longer going to take on what people say about you Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise, Lord. Come on, say that poison is out. Because now you're free to go forward. Hallelujah. Thank you. Come on, you're free to go forward. Come on, you're free to go forward. You're free to go forward, folks. Hallelujah. You're no longer in bondage to those words that, that that poison was trying to just poison your soul. You're free to go forward. Oh, we give you praise, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. 
We give you honor, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for restoration. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name, O Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, give God praise in here. Come on, he's restoring souls. Come on, he's, he's washing your brain right now, getting all that junk and that cluck and all that mess out of your thought process that you've been hanging on to and holding on to and it's been holding you back. You're not going to be held back anymore. Hey, mo mama Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you glory. Glory to your name, O Lord. 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 Glory to